welcome to Jump Scare the Podcast. <laughs> Where we pitch you horror movies. Uh-huh. And then you may or may not like them and sometimes give us feedback or give us your ideas. Mostly it's just us talking at you, though. Yeah. Because so it's a podcast. That's what we're going to do today is we're going to talk at you. That's... And we hope you listen. <laughs> God, I hope you listen. People do listen. We have uh, an audience. Yeah. Apparently, we're we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. I don't. I haven't checked our numbers for a while, but I think they're okay. Yeah, we're certified okay. Certified. We're living. Okay. We're breathing. There is blood pumping through us. So. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I went to my doctor yesterday, and they drew blood to do some the gene test thing. Um, mm-hmm. and the guy in the lab. Spent so long poking and prodding my veins and uh, stuck a needle on this arm, moved it around a bunch, kept trying to find the vein with it for like a while. It was like nothing came out of it and was like, I guess it's not working. Pulled it out and no blood came out. There was a hole in my arm on a vein and no blood was coming out. And we just stared at it like, huh. 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 And then he tried on the other arm. Nothing came out. And then he tried on this one again and eventually got the blood out of it. But uh, so there may be blood pumping through your veins, but yeah. Welcome to Jump Scare the Podcast, where 50 percent of your podcast hosts are dead. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> this half of the couch. Yeah, I'm happy to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, I make death look pretty good. So hair flip, hair flip. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, have you watched any horror movies or done any horror related things in the last week? I have. So I'm in a play at this point in time uh, in rehearsals and it's sort of based off of Hamlet. Isn't it very based off of Hamlet? It's called Bad Hamlet. Yeah, well, you know, yes. it's We don't know what it is yet. It's a lot of improv and it will be a lot of Hamlet text and whatnot. But within that, I. it's funny. They keep thinking that I am the most technologically capable in the cast. And so every time we come to like something that's going to be technological, the director looks at me and goes, so Casey, you, you'll handle this, right? And I go, yep. What do you mean technological? So like, I don't want to go too far into it because the show is so early on in its process that it's still being devised. Right. But there will certainly be some form of video being displayed okay. and uh, live video being used and stuff. Okay. And so figuring out how to edit that in real time okay, and things. Like production design kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking like social media and I'm like, what? No, no, no. I have <laughs> n- no social media Phone. skills. I know. That's why I was going to laugh. I'm like, that seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> But no, no if it's yeah. video and sound production it's, kind of stuff, then yes, that, that would be your wheelhouse. Right. And it is. But I'm also, so because of that, I have been thinking a lot about how to use the visual and audio elements. And that's for Hamlet. That Like for me, I start with the, the ghost and stuff and just like, I think it's creepy. And like, mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. where I start aesthetically. And so it has not, I've not had any time to watch things because mm. I've been in six-hour rehearsals every evening, and I have things to do during the day. What? Unfortunately. What? But, yeah, I've been able to create some, like, creepy soundscapes and stuff. And, like, yesterday, we were working on something, and I just built this, like, 18-minute track of ominous tones. But then every three minutes, it would be just a couple of drips of water. Mm. And then every, like, sixth minute, it would be this blaring siren for like 10 seconds why because <laughs> and so i just left my crew like i left the rest of the cast in the room with that for a while and that was fun okay because all of a sudden i'd be like i'd walk past and i'd just hear this you know i was like i'm so sorry <laughs> hamlet really is like the og inherited family trauma honestly oh my gosh you an inherited family trauma we're back it's my favorite theme welcome to jump scare where we're all about inherited family trauma. But that's exactly what it's about. Ah, oh, damn. Anyway. Um, so you've so watched some stuff. I did. I watched uh, Suspiria mm-hmm. and I watched Always Be My Maybe, which are at two opposite ends of the spectrum. Both very scary. <laughs> One uh, is tackling uh, the fears of diversity in Hollywood and the other one is uh, Suspiria. <laughs> Um, but Suspiria was horror, obviously, um, and it's a remake of the 1970s Suspiria. Um, and I haven't seen the original because I don't love like art housey kind of film, like artsy. In I don't know how to describe it, art house films. Okay. Which is I don't I'm not a fan of 
like no narrative plot. Right. Like images and tone without sort of a Substance. something to yeah. take you through it. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of those kinds of films, um, which were really popular at that time. And, and from what I can tell is very much what the original Suspiria was. The remake, I have heard, has a lot more plot than the first one. And I enjoyed the plot. I found it. You've heard? I've heard. Well, You've watched it. I watched it, but I don't know it compared to the first one because I didn't watch the oh, first one. Oh, okay. So it has a lot more plot than the first one, I've been told. But uh, the the plot was, was solid. I mean, it was easy to follow and it was fairly linear. But it is, it is a film in six acts plus an epilogue. So it's very long. It's like an opera. And very artsy. How many hours? Two, over two and a half. Ugh. So anything over two and a half hours feels like three. Yeah. But it's I think it's might like as well round up to Avatar or something. Exactly. So long. Was not expecting that when I was getting into it because I was like, no, I've heard this is good. I'll watch it. Uh, one of the early scenes, like the first horror scene of this of the entire thing, is like the second act. I want to say maybe the third, and it was horrifying. Like it was one of the like it's I can't give it away, but it's the first dance scene. It's about dancers. Oh, um, cool. Which is really cool. Really cool. Their use of contemporary mm-hmm. dance is beautiful. Oh, it's contemporary dance? Yes. Okay, I gotta see this. Yeah. I love contemporary dance. I think dance. the original might have been ballet. I read that somewhere. But this that one is contemporary sense. dance. And it's really good. Like, the, the dance is incredible. But the scene is so gruesome and goes on for so long, I, I had to stop watching it. And I try really hard not to look away during... Not like suspenseful scenes, but like when they're actually showing the horror, if that makes sense. Like I'll look away when I know it's coming, so I don't want to see the jump scare. But when it's already happening, I try to watch it. Yeah. Um, like when they finally show the monster or whatever. Right. This one I had to look. It was just it was it was a lot of body mutilation, and it just kept happening. Yeah. And it's like seared onto my brain, and everyone else I've talked to, whenever I talk about this, is like, "Oh my god, that scene!" Because it's really fucked up. So people who like gore and stuff like that will really like that scene. But what I thought was really interesting about it is they didn't rely on that. They did it, and then later in the later in the film, you expect it to happen again, and they don't do it. Um, and it's really interesting how they subvert that expectation, because I was like, oh, God, it's coming again. And then it wasn't that bad, because they took it in a different direction, hmm. which was really interesting. The ending was weird. You should watch it and tell me what you think, because the ending was so weird it was almost laughable. Like, I was laughing at it while I was watching it, but I was like 100% sold on it like i bought in i was like yeah like show me how weird this gets i want to know what's happening it was really fun at that point it was like okay we've gotten through the parts that are hard to watch and now i just like can't stop watching huh um yeah so i found it actually fairly enjoyable though it took me a few days afterward to be like did i like that i think so i think i liked that because watching it was hard (laughs) and it was long um but would recommend Cool. Well, I will try to watch that in the next week just because it has contemporary dance. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm there. I think you'll really like it. But yeah, so that's what I watched this week. Um, had absolutely no influence on the film that I'm going to pitch today. Absolutely none. <laughs> nice. Right on. Keep it relevant. <laughs> but, you know, we do review things occasionally, so I thought I'd I'd mention it. Cool. So I started... Uh, so, okay. Oh, I've had the craziest two weeks. And it's been it's been insane. Lots of shoots, lots of rehearsals, lots of performances, lots of trying to buy a car in my free time, lots of driving out to the middle of nowhere to try to get a car Uh and then not getting a car. But because of that, all of this, I got to last night and panicked because I hadn't thought once about what I was going to pitch today. (laughs) Last night happened and you texted or yesterday you texted saying like what time we should meet. And I was like, 11. And then I was like, why are we meeting again? And I was like, oh, shit. I haven't thought once about what to pitch. And so, like, all of last night, I'm exhausted after having had blood drawn and run all over the place and just being generally an exhausted mess. Um, And I'm like, what do I pitch? What do I pitch? What do I pitch? And so I do what I always do when I'm trying to think of a horror concept, and that's just ask myself what gives me anxiety. Like, what stresses me out? What scares me on some level? Um, And that's how I come up with inherited mental illness and puberty and the racism things like that that have been generally the premises for all of the films that i've pitched uh-huh. um and so this time the thing that's stressing me out the most is money capitalism and the the idea that to have stable income you have to sell your soul to a job that you hate um and i've been thinking a lot about you know working desk jobs and office jobs and, and things like that that 
I never want to ever go back to because they're so soul-sucking and awful. But then I'm like, how do I turn corporate America into a horror movie? That's not The Purge. So I'm sitting there last night and Max was over because we watched Always Be My Maybe together. Max from Swing Dance, mutual friend. And I'm like, I'm trying to, like, how can I turn corporate America into a horror premise? How can I do this? And he gave me the idea that really just set this all in motion. He was like, well, I, the thing I think of when I think of corporate America, the thing that really, I think, encapsulates all of late-stage capitalism in its finest is um, Black Friday. And the moment he said it, I was like, yep, got it. There's my movie. Don't say any more. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> all right. So it's called Black Friday. Instead of opening with a solid single scene, this one opens with a, an opening credits montage. And cool. So as the opening credits roll, um, we're watching a series of news clips from Black Fridays of days past. Um, you're seeing news presenters talking about like record numbers of, of uh, Black Friday participants and you're seeing all the camera footage of people being trampled and stampeding and fighting over TVs and all of the stuff that you watch on TV the day after Thanksgiving and go, God, I'm glad I'm staying at home because that looks awful. So you're seeing all of that and in the background there's this white noise, this buzzing that's growing louder and louder and louder until finally, hard smash cut to Black Friday title on a banner above the welcome setup or display for a superstore like Walmart, Target, Best Buy. And it's empty. I mean, it's it's perfect. It's pristine. It's, it's all ready for people, but there's no one there yet. Mm-hmm. Empty. And in the background, some eerie, echoey Christmas music is playing. We kind of go around the store, shot by shot, seeing each different department. There's the electronics department, the toy department. Everything's empty and ready. Or mostly ready, at least. Maybe there's some some boxes out still. And then eventually we end up in the back room, storeroom area, uh, and in bursts our protagonist, Andy. And he's on the phone. He's like, I'm so sorry I'm late. I'm, I'm here. I, 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 I promise I'm walking right now. And he's pulling on his uniform shirt or his, his whatever those little jackety things are that people wear at Walmart. Um, uh-huh. I, I don't know what they're called. Like vest? Yeah, vest. Vest, that's the word. <laughs> like a worker's vest. 100% the word I was looking for. Um, and we follow him as he hangs up, goes into the break room, and we see the rest of the employees all gathered there for a meeting. And we meet some of the characters. And I have a list of them because I wrote their names and I forgot them. You have names! I gave them names! I gave them names. Wow. And I made sure the names this time all had different letters. Like, started with different letters. Because I have a problem of naming like all of my characters like... Camilla, Chase, Chelsea, and whatever else has a C in it, and then it gets confusing for yes. everyone. Wow. So I okay. Made it so we have Sid, who's uh, male or female or anywhere in between or other. Is it short for Sydney? Doesn't matter. It's just Sid. Um, I was just seeing if it was a crossover from our Blood of the Moon episode. Oh, did, was there a, a Sydney? Was the was the mean the mean girl? I forgot about girl. that. Um, anyway, it's Sid, but it's spelled as an I. Okay. Who knows? Sid. Um, who's a laid-back, ex-stoner, dropout type who takes their job very seriously because it's like their second chance to do something right with their life. They're the manager. And they upbraid Andy for being late. Then there's Mallory, who's a goth girl, teen worker, like first job, still in high school, who has a kind of sad crush on Andy. Nothing's ever going to happen there because he's like 10 years older than her. There's Tom and Vicky, who are kind of very gender stereotypical uh lowish class on again off again relationship um and they are constantly hooking up and breaking up and think that they're keeping it a secret from everyone at work but everyone knows there's cal who's andy's best work friend who's the wisecracking type he has way more potential and talent than he's living up to but you can tell there's some like insecurity that it's keeping him from really fulfilling his you know potential and then there's Andy, who is our standard male protagonist. It's kind of what I wrote. Solid. Nice. Um, he formerly had big dreams of doing something great with his life uh, that fell through for whatever reason. And whatever those dreams are, I think, should tie into the plot. But I haven't figured out how yet, so I didn't define it. We can explore that. So it should, it should play into like the climax in some way. You know how the gymnastics girl in, in Jurassic Park 2 then, Jurassic, then like gymnastic kicks a velociraptor at one point? I... I... <laughs> forgot that existed but it happens and i was forced to be reminded <laughs> thanks so it should be kind of like that I, I as terrible or or better you know okay um but i can't think i don't know what yet but he got stuck at this customer service minimum wage job his wife has left him because he's not giving her the life that 
he promised, and she took her or took their uh, toddler daughter with them, and so he's coming from having spent Thanksgiving with her and his in-laws to be with his daughter, and obviously he still cares about them and wants them back, et cetera, et cetera. So that's going to be his his personal internal conflict. Gotcha. So those are the characters. Those are lives. Following this scene where they've kind of all been introduced in this meeting and they're like, okay, we, we open in three hours, we open at 12.01 a.m., uh, start of Black Friday, uh, the crowds are going to be insane, blah, blah, blah. We still got some setting up to do, everyone, these are your assignments, go go out. And so they there are a bunch of series of scenes where it does more character development. Maybe you see Tom and Vicky um, fighting and, and whatever, and then someone walks in on them and they try to cover it up. And then you have Cal giving Sid, uh, not Sid, Cal giving um, Andy a pep talk about a situation with his, with his wife. And maybe you see um, Andy taking a phone call from his wife, whatever. Things happening as they set up to get ready. And then meanwhile, you yes, do you have a question? Yes. You raised your hand. I do. Yes. Uh, can, so it's Tom and Vicky, right? Yes. Can they, can they pretend sometimes to be the surrogate parents to goth girl? <laughs> sure, why As not? though they're like, you know what? Like, that's like one of their, they're trying to see if they could even have kids. <laughs> that would be really funny. I like that idea. Um, and they've got to give her um, pep talks when she's sad about Andy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a, like, a father-daughter talk between Tom and her. <laughs> be adorable. Wait, also with Cal? <laughs> Is he like the, the funny uncle? <laughs> yeah, like they're all, like, he's like, I'm trying to be better to, to, these people because I'm trying to show that I'm responsible enough to have my family back. Oh, you mean and? Wait. Which? Andy's the protagonist and he's the one that has the wife who left him. Oh, all right, Andy. Never mind. Andy does that. But Andy's also the one that Sad Goth Girl has a crush on. So awesome. <laughs> anyway, okay, cool, cool, with cool. all of that is also very flexible because these characters are not set in stone. What I want more than anything is for this to be an ensemble piece. Okay. Where the characters are kind of archetypes, but also subvert them in different ways. Then we... Okay, so all these scenes are happening. And oh, and meanwhile, in the background, in the um, the tech department, we keep seeing shots of newscasts on mute on the TV screens. Um, and at first, they start out with being just like, people getting ready for Black Friday. Like, interviewing people out uh, waiting in line and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, best Black Friday deals. And then... Um, and meanwhile, you can hear whenever they walk by the doors, you can hear the crowds outside and you know that they're out there trying to get in. Right. But meanwhile, as all this is happening and the second act is happening and I haven't really figured out how to make it creepy in this section just yet. We also see on the newscasts, um, broadcasts about like, maybe you should stay at home because they're expecting really high crowds and people are especially rowdy and there have been injuries already and things are getting bad out there and it's getting, it's getting tense and whatever uh there there are people out there that maybe are trying to attack or maybe they're they're staging protests against black friday and things are maybe not so good and it's getting worse but everyone inside is completely oblivious to that as they prepare for this and there's some some humor or whatever um Mm -hmm. so what's going to happen is at one point andy gets a phone call from his wife and he they're fighting about something and, and this has to do with their daughter and everything and um he steps out to take the phone call and he's outside in his vest and there's he feels like he's being watched and there's somebody out there and something's happening and someone attacks him and he freaks out and gets away and gets back inside and he's like what the fuck something's wrong and meanwhile it's like 11:59 p.m. and he's running back up to the front and Sid is like opening the big gates cuz they have all these gates at mm-hmm. the front that prevented them from seeing outside before and they open up all the gates and um Andy runs up and he's like hey man i think something's going on we shouldn't let them in don't open the gates and he opens the gates but doesn't open the doors and Andy stops him just in time and as the gates open they see that outside are not hordes of people but zombies, because uh, this is a zombie movie. <laughs> dang right. I think it's our first zombie movie, too. It is. I love zombie movies. I love them. Like, I don't care how tired and cliched they are. I will always watch a zombie movie. <laughs> it's like how I feel about superhero movies. I don't care if people are tired of them. I want more. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, well, we're in one. So, zombie movie. This is as far as I've gotten, basically, um, with this in its entirety. Some ideas that I had for later, or at some point... The zombies have to get in, and at some point they've got to fight for their lives. At mm-hmm. some point they've got to. Some people are going to die, and I don't know who. And it's going to be all. I don't know. The fighting's going to happen. I don't have any exciting twist ending for this one. I don't have any fun explanation of where the zombies came from because I don't really care. Uh, 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Some waste manufacturer. I don't know. I don't Whatever. know. Whatever. One here. thing I thought might be fun to play with is it being something technology related in that, like, maybe they solve it through technology or it's caused by technology or something kind of like Kingsman-esque, but I don't know. But okay. most of what I want is for it to be a dark comedy that is basically Shaun of the Dead meets Superstore meets Krampus because it's going to be tongue in cheek. It's going to be a little dark, very dark. Um, it's going to be funny and it's Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, we're doing our Christmas episode early. Yeah, yeah, Christmas in July. <laughs> uh, but that's this is this is the premise that I, as I've told you, have basically no non-negotiables except that it's got to be a dark comedy superstore zombie movie. That's it. That's all I got. And it's called Black Friday. Nice. Yeah. And I want it to oh, I want it to take place during the like nighttime portion and so like ideally by dawn it will have resolved. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, what are your thoughts? Okay. First thoughts. Yeah. First so impressions. yeah, I mean, I there makes sense that you don't have too many non-negotiables just because like there's not really things that need to change as far as the setup for it. So, I think as always figuring out where it kind of goes whether this is they have to survive the night in the superstore itself or if they need to eventually leave it is one of the big questions for me i think it'd be more fun if they spent the whole time in it i think it'd be fun to see them you know building a, a a fort or whatever or a safe zone in the food area or their um, using the guns from the gun display because every superstore in America has guns. Every Walmart has fucking guns. Things like that. And so they're forced to figure out how to survive trapped inside this box. Yeah, totally. My, I guess my, my thing is they haven't opened the doors, so Mm-mm. I'm not sure how the zombies get in. Well, the, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, so I wonder, like, one thing I want to posit is what if he doesn't totally make it in time and the zombie and, like, Sid is opening the door as he goes to stop him. And so right at the start, it's already hell of them, like of the zombies already breaking in. And then you can, then you kind of have the group segmented and trying to get back to each other. I guess, but then I feel like we lose out on all of the fun in the second act of them knowing that there are zombies and having to figure out what they're going to do inside together. Fair. I, um, I totally agree. Just, yeah, throwing it out there. Yeah, I feel like that launches us maybe too soon into the action because this is like early second act. And I was thinking the zombie actual, like the actual zombie attacks wouldn't happen until almost the third act, like climax time. Like it's mostly them trying to figure out what to do. And it's this funny ensemble of characters, which is why it's a comedy. Gotcha. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. So definitely it seems like it's leaning much more to comedy yes. than, than, horror until the end yeah i mean it has it's a horror in that it's a zombie movie right. but it is a dark comedy yeah yeah, yeah. gotcha yeah. Cool. Yes. cool 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 so having that locked down yeah then i think so that kind of creates a roadmap of where the plot itself can go as far as the uh them all setting up the barricades that they've set up start to fail the zombies get in and then it's a fight for survival uh ending with whoever lives lives so i think like those are that brings up the questions for me which is the character dynamics like where they intersect and where they go together mm-hmm. and then at the end who survives yeah and and like who survives to complete their character arcs whose character arcs are killed off yeah and, and where that goes okay solid I know I want Tom and Vicky to, at the beginning, have just recently broken up for the millionth time, and they're fighting and everything, and that fight continues for most of the film until near the climax, they'll reconcile and fall back in love with each other, and then probably either one or both will die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of their arc there. It it, would be fun if they almost make it to the end, and then they decide that they're going to go out in a blaze of glory together. Okay. If they're like, they're like, no. We'll, we'll like, we'll block this barricade so you guys can get out of yeah, here. Yeah, that'd and, be fun. And they run at the zombies together and hold them off. Yeah, and then I want, I mean, Andy's our protagonist, so he probably has to live to the end. It's also hard to kill off a teenager, so I'd hate to kill off Mallory, the sad goth girl. It's hard to kill off kids, but potentially. Then 
I, I think we could get a, a, a glimpse of the outside world through Andy's wife, who I haven't really developed, but I thought there might be a bit of like back and forth whenever they talk on the phone, which I think will happen at many points, especially as things get bad, when he's like, I have to get to my family and make sure they're okay. And mm-hmm. so he probably wants to get out the whole time. Right. But also knows that he needs to protect the people he's with, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but he wants to get to his wife, to his, and maybe his wife is out Black Friday shopping or something, and yeah. he's like, oh no, she's out there in this, and maybe there's phone calls back and forth where she's like, I don't know what's going on! People are being really mean this year! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it would certainly raise the stakes if uh, she gets bit. I don't know. Maybe, but I don't know if... I, I haven't decided yet if they do get reunited, if she gets to his superstore and he brings her inside, maybe. I don't know if her daughter, their daughter's with her. I don't know if he's trying to get out to get to her. Like, there are so many options there. Right. Yeah. Great opportunity for a cameo. Celebrity cameo. For if she wife. makes it. Yeah. Yeah. If we don't see her before, then if all of the phone calls are one-sided and then she shows up and it's someone famous. Yeah. That would be funny. You just hear her voice or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My first, I was like, who's a celebrity? And you know when you need to think of a name and you can't think of any, so the first thing that pops in your mind is completely wrong? Mm-hmm. My first thought was like, yeah, like Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, no, that's not going to work. Nailed it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Judy Dench. <laughs> Dame Judy Dench. I know. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Should have said it. But yes, there's so many opportunities here. There are almost too many, and I don't know what to do with them. Okay. Well, let's start... Let's start killing off some ideas then. Okay. Ah! <laughs> okay, but I hate killing my darlings. And they're not even my darlings. They're like half-formed <laughs> stubby things. <laughs> Trolls. Hi, little little troll bastard ideas. Oh, God. I gotta murder you. Yikes. Here's a hot tub. What? You murder them in a hot tub? Yep. Jesus. Dark. <laughs> Um, so, okay, does he ultimately get out to fight? Because, like, he he could easily take on the bad guy role if he's the one trying to get out, and they're like, no, no, we need to stay, and he's like, I need to leave, so I'm going to go unlock the door to get to my wife, and they're like, don't do that, because the zombies, and then he does it, but that makes him the bad guy, so I don't know if that's a good idea. It does. I mean, it leaves the uh, open the opportunity for him to, like, no, then he has to take responsibility for the people around him. Right. And help them get out. Right. Which then I'd be like, Star-Lord, you murdered everyone. I, You don't get an out. And Peter Quill, come on. <laughs> Jesus. There's no outs ever. No. Never, I'll never forget that. I'm so angry about it still. <laughs> so yeah. that, I do think it leaves that open and that's... And that could be a good learning point for the character if he's really let down the people in his life... And hasn't taken responsibility for it, and that could 100% be true. Yes. Um, like, if the whole reason his wife left him is because, you know, he overpromised and under-delivered on the lifestyle that they would have. Absolutely. Um, and he didn't take responsibility for it. And maybe that is something early on that's a, a fault in him. Yep. And so he, he owns up to it yeah. at the end. Yeah. And goes back for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Or like... Because I, I, I can't see someone being so stupid as to leave through the front door when there's a bunch of zombies outside of it. Totally. But maybe he goes out the back or something when no one's around. Maybe he finds, maybe he finds like an exit. Yeah. Um, and it's while everything's sort of breaking down, and so mm-hmm. he has this opportunity to just leave. Yeah. But then he goes. But then he thinks, I have to get everyone else too, so that we can get out together. Yeah. So, like, you mean, like, if the front doors are, like, breaking or whatever, if the zombies are, like, breaking through the glass or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's, they're breaking in and it's, it's, like, it's time that everyone's about to die. And then he, like, maybe there, there's, like, a vent or something that they can all take to the roof and then they can go down a ladder on the roof or something, but they need a key to get there um, or something. But there's, there's an exit and they're able, and he's able to get out. And he finally has whatever they need to to leave through this exit. Mm-hmm. And he either can get out safely or he has to go back and get everyone else. Okay, that makes sense. I was thinking he would just go out the back door, but maybe that's not possible either. 
I just figure there's zombies there. That's true. That's true. That's entirely possible. Because he did get attacked earlier. But he didn't get bit. He's okay. I think we need to go back and set up how we got here. Cool. I, if this is where we want to get. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yes. But I think it needs to be justified by things earlier on to get us to this point, if that makes sense. Totally. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, it would. Yeah. They they would need to be in specific places. <laughs> they can't yes. just. We're not. We're not Game of Thrones. We're not going to zoom people. Oh no! How did they get there? Yeah. Wait. Andy's in the back with an escape route now. Huh? Huh. Okay. So maybe let's think through. They see zombies. Yes. What do they do immediately? That's a great question. I just love. I love the imagery of having the shot of everyone inside this brightly lit giant department eat super restore um standing there staring out and on the other side are just like scary zombies staring back. staring back and like bumping up against the glass and stuff like that absolutely um, but the kind of stillness of that moment of like oh shit yeah and i think i think this is a movie where they immediately say like they're zombies yeah, yeah like yeah. they're like oh no these are zombies they're yeah. zombies these are zombies we need to react as though these are zombies. This isn't like a like a. Well, what's wrong with them? I don't understand. I mean, like people do that as a joke. Like that that would be a trope. Like yeah. if the wife calls and it's like, I don't understand why people are being so mean this year, and it's like <laughs> it's because they're zombies. But uh, yeah, no, that I, there shouldn't be any question about what they are, and I don't think it ever needs to be really addressed why they are. Yeah. Okay. So they immediately barricade the door. I would think so. I would think so. So they like reclose those things, those gates. They would reclose the gates unless there's a reason they can't. Like it breaks. I don't know. I yeah, or it gets jammed. Yeah, and like that could be established earlier. Is that like, like maybe when they're opening it, they have a lot of trouble, and and Sid says something about how like we got to get corporate to send someone out to look at these because this is. Yeah. So I think that that's something like that because otherwise this feels almost too safe. Yeah, too safe. It's got to be a little... we got to throw some obstacles in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to do something here. All right. Let's create some tension. <laughs> so I think that's got to break. It's gotta, they've got to have a lot of trouble opening. And there can be a lot of suspense building in the scene where they're trying to open it, and it's stuck. And, it's, and Andy's, Andy's realizing... Like, what's going on? Like, oh, shit, something's happening. Because like, it gets attacked and runs inside and shuts the door, and then he hears people pounding on it. And, like noises from outside of the back door and he's like maybe he locks that or it automatically locks or whatever can he be with another like can there be another person out there doing a smoke break or something that gets he's attacked bit. and bit so he sees a transformation that would be really cool yeah That's a good idea. that way like so maybe maybe he gets attacked he throws the person off and then all of a sudden behind him comes the other person uh now as a zombie that way mm. he knows that they're zombies yeah. he's seen the transformation yeah and then then we're having this opening on the other side of the of the department yeah. uh, or of the store and he has to get over there and yeah let's add a character because I, I didn't make a lot of characters and there'd be a lot more employees of this place yeah 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 of um, course so who would be fun to kill first thing it doesn't mean they have to be a dick they don't have to be it could be that they're like the really sweet great one and you don't want to die and dies first yeah 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 or um it could it, be a dick <laughs> it could totally be like the grandma welcomer <laughs> That would be so sad. Who's on a smoke break? That'd be really funny, though, if she's, like, if she's the one that's, like, the grandma welcomer is super sweet, but then actually she's, she's kind a of a dick. dick. And she's a chain smoker in reality. That would be really funny. Yeah. And, like, Sid can say something in the first scene about, like, and Agnes, you're on normal door duty. And she's, like... All right. Yeah, she's like taking off like a wrist brace because <laughs> she has to wave all of the time. She's like, uh, um, or or said something like said something like, "Let me see your welcome face," and she does her like, "Oh, hello there" impression, and then the moment that that meeting's over, she's like, "I need a smoke yeah. or something," or she has a cigarette and says like, "You can't smoke inside," something like that. Like I think that'd be really funny. <laughs> she lights it while she's inside and walks <laughs> yeah, out. Exactly. Like, jerk. Um, I think that'd be really funny. That's cool. a great idea. Right. Um, and then I think what's got to happen is the focus has to be on Andy having the conversation. So you see her being attacked in the background mm -hmm. and that situation because it'll be funny that way. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Totally. And I and lots of dramatic irony, which is always the best. Um, and then he gets attacked, pushes someone off, and then gets attacked by Grandma Zombie. Cool. Which I think is hilarious runs in shuts the door here's people pounding on the door he could be next to the like loading gates or something the um 
you know, like where trucks pull up and they have those giant yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. Um, and he hears the pounding against those. And that's like actually going to be frightening because it's like rattling. Right. Yeah. Like he's like breathing. He's like stepped back yeah. and then all of a sudden. Gush, gush, gush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he has to pack up and then pull, pull into a wide shot eventually where it's just the whole thing rattling. And Nice. Um, and we found a jump scare. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, shit. And then you have the suspenseful run across the store. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh. Mixed in with this like them just like. I the just the superficiality of just trying to get this stupid gate thing to work. Yeah, and the line from said about like we gotta get someone from corporate out here to check on those because this is ridiculous. At some point, it's just not gonna work anymore. Like yep. that kind of. Thing. And then it finally like just kicks all the way open. As uh, and like maybe it like opens way too fast and jams itself. Yeah. At the very top. Yeah, and it's gotta make a noise. Yeah. Gotta make a scary crashing noise right as Andy gets in and be like, "Don't open it!" And then Sid says like, "Why?" and turns around and maybe right in his face against the glass is a scary zombie face. Jump scare too. Boom. Electric Got it. Boogaloo. <laughs> Jump scare too. Electric boogaloo. We're here. Can I name the film that? No? No. No? Nope. No. Okay. Sorry. I have veto oh. power. All right. All right. I guess that's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, great. Love that. We still haven't gotten past that point, though. <laughs> nope. But we've got a hell of a beginning. I'm really pumped about this beginning. Okay. What happens next? Uh, so they can't, they can't pull the gate back down. Yep. They can't barricade themselves back in. Nope. So now they need to... Now they have, like massive windows yeah. and lots of them sliding doors all that like the front of a really big yeah. target and those like yeah the sliding doors aren't on yet no, no, so no, they're no, not they gonna open, open but they're, they're they're still locked but yeah 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 rattling mm. rattling 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 <laughs> the rattling in my bones <laughs> um so yes we have that um it would be fun at some point later to see those get unlocked maybe not even on purpose on accident but they'll like Maybe the locks are automatic and it's something electronic in like the control room or whatever, the security room that unlocks them uh-huh. and it activates the motion sensor or something. And so a zombie moves and the door is open or something funny could happen there. I don't know how, but yeah. And if it was something like that, that was like um, an automated unlocking of the doors, it would make it less, it would make it less like, oh, I have to find someone to be the villain who's going to open the doors. You know what I mean? Right. Or they just break them down. Or the zombies just break them down. Right. So wait, so they just at a certain point automatically turn on? Potentially, or maybe they're in the security room trying to do something and they accidentally turn something on or accidentally activate something. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. It's like, and and they don't realize it um, because maybe, maybe these are the kind of zombies that will uh, run super fast when they hear a noise, but otherwise they're going to stand completely still while they wait. Mm-hmm. And so someone accidentally unlocks the door in some way but they're automatic their um, motion sensor so like the zombies are still outside like being completely still outside and they don't activate it and so it's just this constant like anxiety of when are they going to open because the audience knows that as soon as something moves in front of it the door is going to open right but when is that going to happen and it could be something like um andy tells his wife like you need to come meet me here it's safe here like i'll get you in through the back or through the the secret entrance or whatever and she pulls up in the parking lot and all the zombies turn because they hear a noise of her pulling up and the door opens like suddenly and the zombies like there's suddenly a way inside something like that you know gotcha something where it's the protagonist has simultaneously caused this on accident like in- inadvertently yeah what if what if his wife parks the car uh and then it like gets out of it quietly but then presses the lock button <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> that would be really funny another option is that someone inside activates it by walking past the door and like the person inside walks past the door and it opens and the the shot of just them turning to look at the open door and all the zombies turning to look at the open door or something happens there and then the door is just like shut again and it's like a oh shit, who's going to move next? Or whatever, the zombies probably would. They'd rush forward and the doors would open. Right, right, right. Yeah, of but course. Like, but like there would be that like moment of pause. Like, oh shit, what just happened? The like, the the fear and also kind of the hilarity of sliding doors. <laughs> just yeah, automatic doors. Totally. I'm just, so yeah, yes. I'm just trying to make that make sense with them opening the gate and the zombies not moving. 
I think the zombies do move then, but I I was saying that the doors are locked. Yes. Up until something happens. Somebody clicks it in the security booth yeah, or something. Yeah, and the, the doors automatically unlock, but they're automatic doors, so they don't open. Awesome. Both true. I like it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they like flick something and maybe there's like a piece of tape that says like sliding doors or something. Yeah. So the audience is aware, yeah. but the gr- but the group isn't. Yeah. Or the, like they, they flick the button and then like we cut to the front door and we see the like the lock on the sliding door. Let's click. Awesome. But all the zombies outside are still. And so you're like, oh shit, it's not going to open. Beca- and maybe it's even you see the blinking light of the automatic door up above. Totally. Um, and the zombies are all completely still. And so, you know, at some point. It's going to happen. I like just it. don't know when. Yeah. Apologies. I took an eternity to get on board with this, but I'm here now. Okay. I'm so glad. I entered the train I station. I was really excited about this automatic door thing. <laughs> I really like it. Yes. I was like, come on, please tell me you like it Yes. Too. I like it a lot. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. That I is think that'd great. Be fun. Because then you don't have to worry about them trying to barricade the doors because they're like, the doors are locked and one of them can even say something silly about like, oh yeah, they're bulletproof glass after that time they tried to, like we tried, someone tried to rob us or whatever. Yeah. So like no one's getting in. Yeah, totally. That kind of a thing. So like they don't have to worry about barricading them. They're just still trying to figure out how they can get out and maybe they go to the control room to look for, to check to see outside of the back door, outside of other doors to see if they're all surrounded or something. Yep. Um, Absolutely. There could be a funny thing of there's like one, like the, the escape route that Andy eventually takes mm-hmm. That camera's not working, so they can't see whether there are zombies Ooh, there. That's a good one. And so that's where Andy is making this decision to bring his wife in or to leave. Yeah, exactly. And it is endangering because he doesn't know. Yeah, that's good. That's a good idea. Um, I like the roof thing. I don't know if a vent is necessarily necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how, uh, but it could be just like a, a, a utility ladder or a freight elevator or something that goes up to the roof. The one thing I could see happening, which might be too much, tell me if it's if it makes no sense, but is him going up to the roof or whatever to do his like exit and then gets there and realizes he can't because whatever the ladder down or whatever it is 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 blocked by zombies and he's like oh well shit I can't can't go that way and he's trapped up there the doors open downstairs and they're being flooded with zombies downstairs and people are dying and his wife has pulled up outside maybe and it's obviously a bad situation and instead of getting out like the, the wife sees him or whatever instead of getting out of the car she just drives straight through like the front of the building <laughs> and it like just plows through all of the zombies um or whatever and ends up like in the middle and is like get in we're getting out of here or something to whoever's left alive like goth girl and andy or whoever nice something. i don't know i don't know that might be too much and it might not work at all but I want to see someone do something ridiculous at the end. Yeah, I actually I do think that that works. Uh, you know, it might not as you get a few drafts into this yeah. thing. Yeah. But right now, I I like that idea. <laughs> hearing it initially, because it also like it gives a little bit more to the wife character. Exactly. Exactly. And I want something there because I feel bad for it not even have given her a name. Yeah. <laughs> Margaret. No, it's another M name. We already have um, that. Tony. You said that one last time. What's with you and the name Tony? I don't know. Okay, Tony with an I. Tony with an I is perfect. <laughs> Tony with an I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe maybe he's told her that there's a way in. If she can get there, he'll get her in somewhere safe or something get her somewhere safe. Um, she shows up and at the same time he gets up to the top of the it's a roof and realizes he can't get out. So maybe he calls her and she's in the car looking at all this destruction and he's on the roof looking down and sees that she's there and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I've... I'm sorry, babe. You gotta go on without me. I can't. I can't do this. Like, it's not... I, like, I'm sorry. I've I've basically let you down again. Yeah. Kind I'm of sorry I suck. Like, all this stuff. I'm sorry I keep sucking and I keep ruining everything and I, screwing up. She's like, this is not the time for this. You get your ass back down there. I'm figuring this out. Like, get off the roof or whatever. Yeah. It's like, find a way down. I'm coming to get you. And he's like, what do you mean you're coming to get me? I was coming to get you. <laughs> and she's just like, you get down there in 30 seconds. I'll see you there. Yeah. And turns on the car. Starts blaring the horn so that the zombies start running out of the store. Drives th- straight through the front, through the, like, fucking automatic doors that we've seen and just destroys them <laughs> yep there could be a great moment of what's goth girl's name mallory mallory 
of Mallory like fighting off some zombies and Andy just runs and like scoops her up with one arm yeah. and just like they're flying yeah. and like she could even have a moment of looking at him wis- wistfully like <gasps> wow wistfully wistfully that could be cute and um, at this point probably most other people are dead yeah I'm guessing I'm uh, Cal his his wisecracking best friend probably gets bit and maybe yep. he's still alive but is bitten and you know he's gonna he's gonna turn into a zombie at some point and yep vicky and tom so i think that they are like they're fighting with mal and mm. they sacrifice themselves for mm-hmm. her as like the couple sacrifices themselves for the child yeah yeah i think that's a fu- that would be a good trope that'd be fun to use yeah and it can happen like right before andy swoops in and grabs her and it looks like she's about to die and then he yeah maybe her. they're even like still hold like holding them off as they see her go yeah and then they like take hands and die together you know (laughs) and then like i and then it just gets really brutal yeah because like everyone's fucking dying right well and i also think like they get this really happy ending and then like their limbs get ripped (laughs) off or something (laughs) and then it's immediately just also this is zombie film scene from john of the dead where she takes david's leg and starts fighting back the zombies (laughs) with the leg um it could be that Sid was the one who accidentally activated the doors and stood there being like, oh, shit. And the zombies all turn to look and it's like, oh, God. And like he's frozen there. And then a zombie will rush forward and then it'll open up and yeah, they'll probably get overtaken right away. Maybe he even runs to try to like turn on the safety latch on the sliding door, but it but doesn't make it. Yeah, because it's got to be like a. Okay, I can't move, but if I cause if I move, it'll open it. But I gotta do it. So maybe, he'll bolt over. And yeah, try to. he does run first. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and so then he gets killed, and then overrun by zombies. There are probably plenty of other minor characters we haven't developed who also get attacked and killed. Meanwhile, um, uh, Andy has gone up to the roof to try to get his wife in, and he's uh, unwittingly abandoned his friends to their fate. And then everything we just talked about happens, and then he comes back down saves Mallory, probably sees Cal, his friend, and it's like, come on, Cal, we gotta get here. But like Cal is like in that moment is like bitten and Cal's like, No nah, man, you gotta go. Or whatever. No nah, man, it's all you. It's all you. <laughs> you got this. You got this. You got this. He's like bleeding from a neck wound. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, like kinda having a good time. <laughs> probably. He's like, honestly, God, <laughs> this is the best thing life has to offer. Yeah. At least it's not boring. I was I was going to die here anyways. Yeah, that's a good one. You can make jokes about it earlier on, too. Like, we're all going to die here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can even say that to, to Andy and be like, come on, man, we're all going to die here. You're the only one who's going to get out of here or something like that. Like, you know, yep. as a whatever. Maybe I still can't figure out. <laughs> and, and maybe goth girl if her Instagram goes well. <laughs> uh, or her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then the end has got to be them piling in the car and this, you know, zombies are trying to get in the car and they're fighting the zombies off. And Tony with an eye backs out of there and it's all turmoil and everything. And they finally get out of the store. And that's I don't know exactly how it ends, but there's got to be some good ending there. Yeah, I mean, they're they're getting away and they they turn on the music and it's it's whatever song is the most appropriate song. <laughs> and of course, for you, it's going to be music related. Of course. Of course. There's no other way. I mean, it could be that they pull out of there and do a little like half donut in the um the parking lot to turn around and zoom off and it like smash cuts to like producers whatever and then cuts back to them in the car later. It's like dawn now. They're driving down an empty freeway and fucking like Christmas music is on the radio and they're all just silent. <laughs> yeah. Mhm. Driving through some devastation and stuff. Yeah, or just empty. And all of mm-hmm. them are like bloody and beaten up and like traumatized, and it's like yeah. And then it cuts off the red nose reindeer. <laughs> then it cuts to them getting home and like maybe sipping some tea or something. Oh no, it's I thought still it was Christmassy. Just end there, <laughs> no, it could just keep going. <laughs> oh, no, it's just, then it cuts to the next year. Oh my god! <laughs> and they're all reconvening, and then it's the year after that. I just think it'd be funny to cut to silence, Rudolph the red nose reindeer trauma, and then hard smash cut to Black Friday. <laughs> Nice. Hard ending. Keep that branding. Yeah. But yeah, there's something else I was going to ask you about. Oh, any thoughts on how uh, Andy's failed career could fit into this plot? 
That was the one question I had going into this that I completely forgot about. Uh, he let Zombie Sid know that he quits. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> Zombie Sid is trying to get in the car at the end. Yeah, and, and he's like, like, I fucking quit. Yeah. <laughs> Sid, you're a nice enough person, but this place sucks. I hate this place. Um, Yes, but I meant like his failed career before that. Like, was he a runner athlete or a football player and he didn't make it and so him picking up Mallory at the end is some I don't know yeah he fumbled the ball in a crucial game <laughs> that could be really funny uh, and so this time she's the ball yeah weird but okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> works I guess uh, but yeah that kind of plays into it anyway yeah cool I'm very pumped for how this turned out yeah hell yeah it's super fun oh uh, yeah, and I really appreciate the fact that this time we're going through it, everything we came up with tied into something else, like mm-hmm. them going to the security room to check to see if there's an uh, an exit available tied into the reason that Cal goes, not Cal, Andy goes up to the roof, ties into the reason that the doors get unlocked, and like all everything, it doesn't feel like a contrived plot, it feels like everything makes sense and follows logically. This is a question that I, is probably an important one to answer. What happens to their kid? So I was actually gonna ask, do we need a kid? Maybe not. Maybe I don't, we don't think need a we kid. do. I don't. I don't think that's important. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it is either. No. I don't think because it more just raises questions. Exactly. Exactly. So, never mind. Like, cut the kid. Tony, you're pissed off that he's not taking care of the kid while he's working, but like, then you're just ditching it to go shopping. Yeah, maybe we just don't <laughs> have the kid. Okay, I'm really happy with this one. Awesome. Yeah, I think it turned out really well. Yeah, for something that I came up with less than 12 hours ago. Yeah. Very happy. Yeah. And everybody listening, you can let us know what you thought by uh, going and subscribing to Jump Scare the Podcast Mm -hmm. and giving it five stars and saying that you love something about the show because positive. Because positive. It's like you can give us your feedback as long as it's positive and otherwise we don't want to hear it. And otherwise, still leave five stars (laughs) and a positive note. (laughs) If you want to let us know how you actually feel after that, then you can DM us on Instagram, Twitter, or email us at jumpscarethepodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Instagram is at jumpscarethepodcast, and Twitter is at jumpscarethepod. Yes, both those things. Follow us on all platforms. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have ideas for any of the things that we've pitched or pitches that you want us to talk about, Things that you types of movies that you want us to uh, attempt attempt to figure out how to make yep uh yeah absolutely and hey olivia Mm, hold on sorry i I had a burp i'm sorry and i'm not even drinking we made it the whole episode i'm sorry i swallowed air okay okay sorry start again and olivia yeah casey jingle bells (gasps) jingle bells Ah, wait is this is this johnny cash it's a zombie oh (laughs) Ah, i'm scared (laughs) Nice. Johnny Cash. <laughs>